Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, we've got Chris Cuomo making an ass of himself. We've got people targeting witnesses in the Derek Chauvin trial. We've got Madonna making an ignorant ass of herself. And we got a whole lot of uh, of leftists making asses of themselves. And an incredible quote from one of the wisest men in the history of the world. And welcome once again to the Daily Gator Daily Thoughts. I am Doug Hagen. And a new song to intro the, the show, the podcast. Love that tune, by the way. Awesome, 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 awesome. Now, one musician who would never be capable of creating anything as, as smoking hot as that music is, is noted, uh, noted skank and failed thinker madonna according to bearing arms which let's face it's a really great website that's why i link bearing arms that's why i use them uh and according to fox news as well madonna hit the streets to call for anybody want to guess hot topic right now no no it's gun control and police accountability in a pair of social media posts Saturday. The singer uh, took to Instagram, aiming to wake up America to the need to stem gun violence. Have you noticed, ladies and gentlemen, that that everything's gun violence now? And conservatives, listen to me. Stop saying the catchphrases that liberals put out there. Don't copy the left's language of of regurgitating gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. Push back. Don't, Don't fall into the trap of using their language. You're helping them, morons. Shut up, stop it, and wake up, and stop using gun violence. Okay? It ain't gun violence. Violence is violence. Sorry. It's always been one of my pet peeves when when the left puts a talking point out there and here comes the conservatives regurgitating it. It's almost as bad as when so many conservatives call talk about our democracy. We don't have a damn democracy. We have a constitutional freaking republic. Ben Franklin said it. He's smarter than everyone currently alive and he's been dead for 100 years, more. Kate, okay, listen to Ben Franklin. Constitutional Republic. Stop calling it a democracy. Now, back to the story. Madonna, the skank, went to Instagram 
And there's a, a video <clears throat> that shows her putting up signs with the hashtags, Wake Up America, and hashtag Gun Control Now, with unidentified people. It's unclear where the singer is. Throughout most of the video, she wears a bright blue ski mask that covers her face. And I gotta say, Madonna, it's an improvement. Maybe you should put a big blue ski mask over the rest of your body. It would be an improvement. Uh, toward the end of said video, the star turns to the camera and gives an impassioned speech about gun control. Oh, gun control, save us. Likening it to a life-saving vaccine. That's right. If only AstraZeneca and Johnson and & Johnson and Pfizer and uh, Moderna could just put a vaccine to make us all want to give up our guns and the rest for constitutional rights, the left would be happy. And the world would quickly turn into a gigantic pit of, well, that other word for crap. Have you heard of this new vaccination for America? She says, it's going to keep us all alive. It's going to keep us all safe. It's called gun control, okay? It's called gun safety, all right? New vaccination, it should be mandatory for all citizens. In other words, Madonna wants you to be brainwashed. She's too stupid to know she's doing it, but she's actually being honest here. And no, Madonna, gun control if implemented as you dream it, would actually cause crime to go higher and higher. One of the reasons violent crime and other crimes are going higher and higher is the police are getting kicked in the nuts left and right. So many city governments aren't backing them anymore. So many mayors, so many governors, so many liberals aren't backing the police as they should. They're making excuses for rioters and thugs. They want no bond, no bail for violent felons. Okay, Madonna, that's what's hurting the police, and that's what's making their job a lot harder. That's what making is making them, a lot of them retire and walk away from, from the job that they're so good at, and that's what's making crime go higher. It ain't guns, Madonna. Oh, really? Who is going to make us? Asked the venerated Tom Knighton of Bearing Arms. It's easy as hell, he says, for someone with the fortune to take that kind of stand. After all, she can afford to outsource her personal safety. She recently claimed she did no such thing during a confrontation on Instagram. You can have a confrontation on Instagram? I thought it was just for hot chicks. Who may or may not be that hot in real life. I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, this is the same pop star who was protected by armed security during an intrusion in 1996. And she expects us to believe that she's dismissed her armed security despite having had a close call. Madonna would have to be incredibly stupid to do such a thing. Fact is, if I had the money and, and fame Madonna had, I'd love to have the money. I wouldn't want the fame, frankly. Uh, but if I had that, I would have security. I, I mean, if I was that filthy freaking rich, I would have security. I want highly trained people. I want people protecting me that are more highly trained than I am. And I'm not claiming I'm highly trained, okay? Don't, don't read it, words into what I'm saying. 
Um, besides, Tom Knighton adds, she knows good and well she can pick up a phone and have security again in no time flat. For people like you and I, he asks, we can't afford that kind of thing. And we know the police can't protect us. We have to do that for ourselves, which is where the Second Amendment comes into play. Something Madonna doesn't understand. You see, Madonna and, again, fools like her, they don't live in the real world. They don't know what it's like just to, to be a normal person. I'm not even going to reference the people living in poor neighborhoods. Now, bartending and working in restaurants so, so many years, you know, coming home, having to walk through a yard, having to walk, you know, up maybe a parking space in front of the condo I lived in for th about three years. Uh, maybe I couldn't park right in front. I had to walk around a corner or two. Lots of things can happen. And having a gun always made me feel safer. But more importantly, on October 1st, 1998, it saved my ass having a gun. Because walking out as a restaurant manager, everything's locked down, everything's good. You open the big door, hit the alarm code, you open the door, you come out. There's the car right there. The door shuts. You've got the keys in your hand, in your pocket. And then you notice a pair of feet under the fire escape, which is, by the way, right in front of where your car is parked. And as I pulled my pistol out, because I always had one with me, I kind of begin walking to the left. There's a little, like a, a big porch there, big receiving dock right by the back door of the restaurant. So I was looking at the fire escape. I figured it was a homeless person. So in, in Dallas, you know, any big city, it's going to be homeless people that would sleep back there every once in a while. It wasn't a homeless person. I see some guy who happened to be white, by the way, coming out facing towards me, pulling down a ski mask and raising slowly in his hand a, a nickel-plated revolver. My pistol was already pointed toward him. And I said, get out of here. And he froze. I said it again with the intent that if he didn't leave or he made any moves further, I was going to defend myself. He started screaming, God, don't shoot me. He ran away. I am thankful to this day I did not have to shoot him. But you know what? That night, it was me and my 1911 pistol, the first pistol I ever bought for myself. And it was that guy with a ski mask and a nickel plate revolver. That was it. And thank God I was able to be aware of my surroundings and have my, I, my farm at easy access so I could actually use it, brandish it at him. And he, well, thankfully he ran away. I know Madonna wasn't there to protect me that night. But yet she wants to take that right away from me. How dare you, Madonna, you arrogant, arrogant fool. Now, let's go to John Boehner. Let's go to another arrogant fool. John Boehner. <clears throat> Have you noticed John Boehner? He I haven't seen him in years. 
I think last time we all saw him, he was crying like a little little baby. And he still looks like he's crying with his, his fake tan. Uh, he has written a book. What a shocker. How many of these Republicans who are so conservative, they're going to fight for you, fight for you, fight for you. Make me speak of the House, I'll fight for you. And then they turned out to be ballless, spineless little nerds who don't want to fight for anything except padding their own nest, so to speak. And Boehner is back. And as, as Daniel Greenfield writes, Boehner has followed the usual track of former rhinos from worse than Hitler because the left savaged Boehner. They savaged him. Uh, to sleazy lobbyist to author of unnecessary memoir bashing Trump. Boehner's memoir on the House, it's called On the House, uh, like his political career, has no reason to exist. Even when he occupied one of the most powerful elected positions in the country, Boehner was mostly noble for looking like he was on the edge of tears. That in the time his bartender was arrested for wanting to poison him. You know, I've been a bartender for many years, was a bartender for many years, worked in the industry for many years. And uh, don't piss off your bartender. It will not end well for you. If you know what you're doing as a bartender, you can pretty much ruin a person's night if they're an asshole that doesn't tip. And if you don't tip your bartender, you are an asshole. Um, you're even worse than people who drive slow in the left lane. But don't screw with the bartender. Don't. Even if you're John Boehner, the crying former Speaker of the House, who's still crying. His book should have been called Crying Little Man. Uh, or Crying Ineffective Politician, either way. Or maybe Crying Sellout. But Crying definitely should have been in the title. Uh, Boehner was, again, always on the edge of tears, wasn't he, folks? Uh, Greenfield continues that and the time his bartender. Oh, I already got that. I'm sorry. That seemed unnecessary for me to screw it up, but I did. I apologize. If you've got a long night ahead of you, you usually find that drinking liquor for several hours is pretty much unsustainable. Plus, noting that sweet can be good for you in the long run, and so I settled on wine. Drinking wine is a marathon, not a sprint, and makes sense for the more mature drinker, Boehner writes in his book called On the House. Huh, see if you got a long night ahead of you, and you, you're going to shed tears at a certain point, because you're John Boehner, you should drink wine. <clears throat> I see him, not a big wine person, I see him probably as a white Zinfandel drinker, with the pinky extended, of course. That sort of thing, Greenfield writes, might be more interesting if Hunter Biden had, to set, had not set the bar pretty high. That's right, you never left, left your laptop anywhere, did you, John Boehner? You, you're not a crackhead or anything. You weren't banging hookers and smoking crack and making porn films with them. They're boring, Boehner. Go cry some more. And it's not what the American subsidiary of an English subsidiary, subsidi subsidiary excuse me, uh, of a German publishing giant is paying the weepy politician. And so Boehner's interviews are littered with exclusives. 
about how much he hates Republicans now. Even there, on the House as a failure, Boehner left office before President Trump's shocking victory, and his Trump bashing comes from cable news. On the House tries to settle grudges against Freedom Caucus members and Senator Ted Cruz from a decade ago that, like everything Boehner has to say, no one cares about. So what I'm telling you folks is don't buy the book. Don't buy the book. If you want to hear about Boehner's drinking habits and his crying and how much he hates conservatism and uh, how he's ready to bend over and take it from the media, uh, then buy the book, I guess. Or, you know, wait a couple of weeks. It'll be on sale for 50 cents somewhere at a, at a uh, uh, day-old bookstore of some sort. <clears throat> so Boehner, just shut up. You are truly more relevant than you were when you were in office. That's sad, Boehner. You could have been a star. You could have done well, but no. Now, let's consider the mob for a second. Which mob? Well, this mob is in the state of Minnesota, and they're targeting a defense witness in the Derek Chauvin trial. Of course, he is charged with uh, multiple counts of murder, a, a second-degree murder, a manslaughter charge uh, for supposedly killing George Floyd. And, and the jury will have the case fairly soon. I was watching earlier today some of the some of the closing arguments. And I tell you what, when the trial began, I, I thought there's no way in hell Chauvin gets off. But after listening to the defense witnesses and listening to some of the claptrap from the prosecutors uh, and, and learning a lot more actual evidence from the case uh, about the background of Floyd and that he was overdosing, had, a, according to a medical examiner, a lethal dose of fentanyl at the time uh, he met his end, and he was already complaining, even before the police arrived, that he was having problems breathing. So again, I don't know what will happen. Uh, I'm worried that the jury might, uh, the jury might t take the threat of violence and mostly peaceful protest, a.k.a. riots, uh, to harden and may may ignore some evidence and can not consider reasonable doubt and just go ahead and, and convict him. And I'm worried that the second degree murder charge, which is, should never have been brought, uh, <clears throat> I don't think that'll work out well either. I don't think he'll be convicted on that. So there's likely to be violence. Uh, businesses in the area already boarding up. They're already preparing for the thugs to come back. The violent, the Antifa thugs, the BLM thugs, just the plain old garden variety thugs, the, the looters, the rioters. Um, but even before the jury has started its deliberations, there's threats of violence, including an incident over the weekend in California where the former home of, uh, home of the defense witness, Barry Broad, was targeted by several people. Uh, police were called to the residence uh, just after 3 a.m. by the new homeowners, who told officers they were awakened by a group of people dressed all in black. Antifa really has no fashion sense, folks. It's sad, it really is. Who threw a severed pig's head on their front porch and splattered blood on the front of their house. It appears the suspects in this vandalism were targeting Mr. Broad for his testimony, the police statement reads. 
About 45 minutes later, a statue of a giant hand outside the Santa Rosa Plaza shopping mall was also found coated in blood. The vandals also left a sign in front of the statue that included a picture of a pig and the words, oink, oink. These protesters are really kind of not very creative, are they? And they don't like pigs, apparently. What did the little pig do to you? Hey, I like pigs. They're smart animals. They can make good pets, some some pigs. Uh, and man, bacon, the ham, the pork roast, the pork shoulders. By the way, not to brag on myself, but I will. I can make an excellent pork shoulder, barbecued. Not, not a smoker. <clears throat> I can make it better in my oven. Because I used to make them before I had a smoker. I can make it better than many barbecue places can. Huh. That's right. Now, uh, what else is in here of interest to me and to you? That's right. In the name of justice, these idiots targeted the, <laughs> the wrong home with their violent message. It would be funny if it weren't another sign of a serious problem on the left, a lynch bomb mentality that doesn't give a damn about the rule of law. If it affords police officers their day in court and a competent defense, that's why huge sections of the Twin Cities are already boarded up, as I reference, folks, with both residents and officials preparing for the worst. It's sad. It really is. Uh... People are saying Minneapolis looks like a, a military fortress. Uh, and fears are heightened by a drive-by shooting some of the thousands of National Guard members trying to protect the city. Notice, I haven't seen a lot on CNN or MSNBS or the rest of liberal claptrap BS media about a drive-by shooting targeting National Guard members. You think they, as upset as they were over January 6th, a day that will live in infamy, right? How they build up January 6th like it's Pearl Harbor and 9-11, all, all wrapped into one. Hell, throw Little Bighorn in there, too. It's just a travesty and a tragedy. The worst thing ever. But this, eh, no problem. So they shot at some National Guard people. Uh, more media really sucks, doesn't it? To put it in, in very professional terms, it sucks. Because they have an agenda. So this is what we can expect if, if the jury reaches a, quote, incorrect verdict. And I, I'm, I'm leaning to, to believe that if they follow the law, eh, there's reasonable doubt there in relation to the charges and what's what's what the prosecution has to prove about their charges to overcome any reasonable doubt. I don't think they can do it. I think there'll be a conviction. Uh, and I think it will be on the manslaughter. And I don't think that's fair. I really don't. Even though I went into the trial thinking it would be. Uh, but I've learned more and, and, and I don't think it will. But... Uh, I'm afraid Minneapolis will uh, will pay the price, unfortunately. And I hope someone up there in the government of Minneapolis and the state of Minnesota will will bring in the National Guard, police, and allow them to do their job. Okay? 
and I mean crack some heads if necessary. Get the rabble rousers, get the trash, put their ass in jail, and charge them for what they do. Peaceful protesting? All good. But the violence? No. Hell no. Hell no. Now, if you remember Brianna Taylor, she was uh, Louisville, Kentucky. She was shot in her own apartment by police serving a, uh, executing rather, a no-knock warrant. And her boyfriend, the narrative goes, the story goes, that her, her boyfriend shot at the cops because they just came in the door, didn't announce themselves. The cops said they did announce themselves. Uh, and Brianna Taylor was killed. And of course she was given sainthood by the left, even though there's a lot of questions about her character and who her former boyfriend was, if he was kind of a big time drug dealer and he was getting his mail there. That's why police thought he would be there. Uh, and th th not to get into all that, <clears throat> but she's one of these people that the BLM folks, oh, they were going to, they're justice for Brianna, justice for Brianna. Say her name, say her name. Well, the mother of Brianna Taylor, Tamika Palmer, has blasted BLM, also known as Black Lives Matter, also known as race-pimping money grubbers. Uh, the actual group is called Black Lives Matter Louisville, and they franchise now, like Pizza Hut, KFC, all that. Uh, Democratic Kentucky State Representative Attica Scott has also been blasted by Tamika Palmer. She has called them frauds in a Facebook post from this past Wednesday. Uh, she wrote, I have never personally dealt with BML Louisville and personally have found them to be a fraud. Uh, Attica Scott, another fraud, Palmer wrote. Uh, the Facebook post, by the way, has been taken down. Uh, so, we shall see why that happened. Palmer called out the organization that purports to help Brianna's family, yet do not even know who her family is. I think it's crazy when people say they've been here since day one, Palmer wrote. I could walk in a room full of people who claim to be here for Brianna's family, and they don't even know who I am. Palmer also went after fundraisers that use her daughter's name to allegedly enrich themselves, saying that, they know who they are. I've watched y'all raise money on behalf of Bianca's family, who has never done a damn thing for us, nor have we needed it, she wrote. I'm so sick of some of y'all. Uh, Palmer's criticism of the BLM movement comes, from after, comes after several BLM activists demanded independent investigation into the group's finances. Can you say Ponzi scheme? Can you say scam artists, folks? Can you say money grubbers? Uh, voicing concerns over the leadership's real estate purchases. Again, four homes, $3.2 million. Uh, that is Patrice Kohler, who identifies herself as a trained Marxist. Yet, she bought $3.2 million worth of real estate and is looking to buy more, apparently, in the Caribbean somewhere. And she said, it's, it's okay. She may be a Marxist, but it's not... It's not capitalist what she's doing because she owns the property and her family's benefiting somehow so again uh wow 
yes, we know, Miss Kohler's, what's going on. You're a fraud. That's what's going on. Now, <clears throat> excuse me again. We got to get to Andrew Andrew Cuomo's little little brother, little wannabe Chris Cuomo, the white guy who thinks he's black, the guy who can lift a lot of weights, the guy who looks good on TV, sounds good on TV, but is the walking, talking definition of an empty suit. He said something the other night on CNN. The lead, the, what, did CNN used to be the, the first name in news? That it had uh, James Earl Jones's voice, one of the great voices of all time. But Chris Cuomo has a show there. He and Don Lemon are, uh, I think they're on back to back. I think they're on back to back their shows and. Uh, Anderson Cooper's still there somewhere, I think. He may be in the middle. I don't know. I don't want to read anything into that. But Chris Cuomo had some remarks. He's apparently angrier. Okay, he's pretending to be angry and upset. After putting on... This is from Newsbusters, by the way. On Friday, he took things to his darkest level yet as he went on an unhinged screed about how white people's kids need to be killed off in droves in order for gun control to be passed and the police to be abolished. Boy, what do you think will happen to crime if you abolish the police? You think Chris Cuomo's going to come save you? <laughs> All right, right, right. Sure he will. Hang on tight, because it's very disgusting. Uh... After putting on a ridiculous voice and suggesting people who support uh, police believe comply or die, Cuomo's eyes became wild and manic as he described what was needed for reform to happen. He said, and you know what the answer is. You really do. You don't like it. I don't like it. It scares me, he told his audience while throwing up his hands. Shootings, gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, I know when they'll change. Your kids start getting killed. White people's kids start getting killed. And then he continued. Smoking that doobie that's actually legal, probably in your state now, but they don't know what it is, and the kid runs, and then pop, 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 pop. The cop was justified. Why did he run? Or he had a baseball game. Oh, he had a baseball game tonight. Oh, white kid, big family. That house over there. Those start piling up. It's going to be, what is going on with these police? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That's the kind of mania, that kind of madness, Cuomo said. That will be you. That will be the majority because it's your people. Now, Chris Cuomo is, is an ass, let's face it. He's an arrogant, elitist ass. And... Again, he's pretty much an empty suit. He has a job because of his last name. He's the very, very epitome of privilege. Not white privilege, but elitist privilege. He's a Cuomo. If you're a Cuomo, you're Kennedy, you're a Bush, you're a number of famous people we can talk about, you have privilege. 
Yes, privilege is real. Some people have it, some people don't. You may have two people that one has privilege in one way and the other has privilege in a different way. But Chris Cuomo is the very definition of, of needless privilege. Worthless privilege, you might say. Privilege that has nothing to do with anything they've worked for or earned. Okay, Some people have privilege because they're great at something. And people appreciate Right? People appreciate great actors, great musicians, great directors. They've built privilege by providing something to people. Some restaurateurs, some business owners, some preachers. They get privilege because of what they do and how good they are at it. Privilege is not a bad thing, but in Cuomo's case, that kind of privilege is because he's nothing but an empty suit attached to the name Cuomo. And he does nothing but spout left-wing talking points. And back to this Newsbusters piece here. Uh, proving his ignorance and segregation from people who routinely exercise their right to bear arms outside of the liberal bubble, Cuomo went on to shout about how the Second Amendment advocates would change their tune if blacks were buying guns. One of the fastest groups as far as gun ownership is black people, Chris. Okay. Women, too. More and more black people are buying guns. You're a newsman, Chris Cuomo. You work at CNN. You think you could find this information out. Especially before you went flapping your gums. You knuckle-dragging idiot. But Cuomo says, see, now black people start getting all guns, forming militias, protect themselves, can't trust the deep state. You'll see a wave of change in access and accountability. We saw it in the 60s. That's when it changes because that's when it's you. Again, pointing his pointy little pompous finger of, of pompacity at those white people. Chris, you're white. The fact is, somebody needs to buy Chris Cuomo a calendar. We're not living in the 1960s anymore. This is 2021. We're 60 years past the beginning of the 60s, Chris. We're over 50 years away from the end of the 60s. Things have changed a lot, Chris. And Chris, again, to remind you with some facts, when the real thrust of concealed carry came about in states like Florida and others and more and more states began to get concealed carry laws. More and more people bought pistols and rifles, the AR-15. God knows how many there are out there. The most popular sporting rifle. More and more people who carry guns. Texas, by the way, about to get go permitless uh, and just have what is called constitutional carry. Uh, all that has to be done, I believe, is, is the governor, Greg Abbott, has to sign it. And I think Greg Abbott will sign that happily. But the loose of the gun laws about carrying and using in self-defense and all of that, violent crime rate, while this was going up, violent crime was going down. We've seen an increase of the past couple of years, yeah, because you've had nothing but kicking cops in the testicles metaphorically speaking 
taking their authority away, taking their credibility away, tarnishing their reputation, tarnishing the image, and defending thugs who break laws. All it takes is someone to be shot by a police officer. And people like Chris Cuomo go ballistic. The narrative writes itself. And that narrative never comes from reality. It comes from the fascination with fantasizing and fetishizing victimhood that the media and the left in general have in spades. That's sad. That's sad. Cuomo also lashed out at his own viewers for getting bored with violent stories. The next name, the next iteration, he said, the new in news dominates because you get bored. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I cared about George Floyd. It was wrong, but I've had it with the trial. It's too long. Just let me know when they have a verdict. So, trial should be shorter because Chris Cuomo has a kind of short attention span. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. Maybe they should just say that if a cop shoots a black man, he should immediately go to prison. Doesn't matter. And then we can expand that to any violent criminal. No matter their race, we'll throw race out after a while to say cops can't can't arrest people anymore. You've already got knuckleheads saying, well, maybe police shouldn't have some weapons or maybe they should be uh, uh, without a weapon on certain traffic stops. Uh, good Lord. The stupidity of the left, my friends, the foolishness of the left never fails to amaze and frankly sicken me. Now, to close, I give you the words of wisdom from a man named Thomas Jefferson. He famously said laws that forbid the carrying of arms disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than to prevent homicides, for an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. In other words, don't give up your guns to the government or because some bureaucrat or some knucklehead, knuckle-dragger on CNN says so. Or some failed singer who used to be uh, a pop star and now is just, I don't even know what Madonna is. Because she doesn't want you to have the ability to defend yourself or to make her feel better as she hides behind her armed security. How typically leftist of Madonna. My friends, if you want to support this uh, this podcast, Delegator Daily Thought, go to Anchor. Doug Hagen uh, dot, Anchor dot Doug Hagen. And uh, you can contribute there. Just go to the donate page. If you want to support the blog, thedailygator.com, the Stinky Post, first one on the site, there's a PayPal button there. Any donations are greatly appreciated. And yeah, somebody's got to buy my beer and Irish whiskey. (laughs) Just kidding, I, I hardly ever drink, actually. But thank you for the donations. 
But just listening, just spreading the word around, getting more people to hear this, I appreciate that as well. And of course, I always take money in envelopes on my under my front porch or back porch. I'm not picky if it's envelopes of cash. Just kidding. Uh, whenever you listen, morning, noon, night, doesn't matter. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Remember the three golden rules of life, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And always go Gators. We'll talk to y'all soon. God bless and take care, my friends.